one. Welcome to God and Company, a weekly podcast produced by the Office of St. Anne Youth Ministry and St. Anne Church. The title, God and Company, is inspired by the scripture verse from the Gospel of Matthew, which says, Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Lim. I am a current senior at LPS Hayward, and this is my third year in Emmaus. I'm also involved in Eucharistic ministry and lecturing. And I am the other host. Uh, my name is Princess. I am a senior at LPS Hayward. Um, this is my third year in Emmaus, and I am also in Eucharistic ministry. Um, we are also joined by... Osmar Enriquez. I am a sophomore at Ohlone. <laughs> I've been in Emmaus for five years, and I'm also involved in lecturing. Hi, my name is Kayla May. Um, I'm currently taking a gap year. This is my fourth year in Emmaus, and I am also involved in Eucharistic ministry. Hi, I'm Jim Solta. I'm the coordinator of youth ministry here at St. Anne's. Um, I was here before Emmaus, <laughs> and I this, honestly, this is my 40th year here at St. Anne's in youth ministry. Hi, I'm Stacy Sarmiento. I am currently a basketball coach and uh, for James Logan High School and work at FedEx. Uh, this is my 17th year in Emmaus and I'm also involved with Eucharistic ministry and lecturing. In previous episodes, there's been discussions on relationship with self, friends, and family and how those relationships impact our lives and our faith. This is part four of the retreat theme series. This episode is going to connect to our relationship with God and our Christian community and impact in our, uh, impact in our lives. So going to the first question, has any of your relationships with yourself, friends, or family impacted your relationship with God? Uh, I think for me, growing up, um, I'm Mexican, just to give you a little background. So I think, uh, as a, I think a lot of people could relate with me where they say they could say that their parents brought them to church a lot. Yep. And uh, I was no exception. I was always going to church, and my whole family was there. And I think it was kind of it was cool because um, I would always see my cousins there. And it was kind of a way where like I would have fun at church because I would see my cousins, and it kind of it made me like going to church, even though I I probably didn't really like the church aspect of it. I liked I liked the actual activity of going there and seeing everyone. Um, I would also like to jump onto that. Uh, growing up, to be honest, I was kind of forced to go to church. Um, my grandparents were really traditional. And at first, you know, I didn't really want to be in church. I was like, dang, what is this? Because, you know, as a kid, to be honest, it'll be boring because you want to move around when you're little. But um, when I was also forced to go to youth, I met some people that I knew. They became my friends. And by knowing these people, um, I got, you know, interested in joining Emmaus and because of that I feel like that impacted my relationship with God because I became closer to him through Emmaus and through my mm -hmm. friends. Oh uh, yeah, building off of what both like Osmore and Kayla said, I definitely feel the same way. Like growing up as a kid, you know, going to church Sunday mornings at like eight AM I was just like, why do I have to go? Like why can't I just sleep in? But I think growing up and looking back, I'm so glad that my my dad was the one who dragged me out of bed, took me there because moving into high school because in middle school, I was in a Catholic school, so I was always kind of like going to church weekly. I didn't have to feel forced. But then, you know, going into that, I like looked back and I was like, I'm so grateful for my dad just taking me to church. Because when I went to LPS, 
I was able to continue going through my faith through like youth ministry and then eventually going into other ministries. So because of that, I'm so grateful to like continue to just keep that relationship with God despite not going to a Catholic school. So. Um, to piggyback off of all of their answers, I think that I was also forced as a child to go to church. Um, I think the only reason why I actually liked going to church when I was younger was because like after church, we would always go like eat out or something, um, something like that, like just go out um, every Sunday. So that's the only thing I kind of looked forward to when I was younger. Um, I think the only time I really like got to know my faith um, was in middle school when I went on retreat with St. Anne's. Um, that was when like they talked about my faith a lot and that's when I started to like build relationships. I think for me, um, it was kind of similar to what everyone said, like being forced to to go to church early. Like the funny thing was like my grandma would make sure to like wake us all up to go and I would try to pretend like I'm still sleeping <laughs> or that I couldn't wake up. Yep, I've done a couple of those. <laughs> and, uh, and like, but the crazy thing was like, as I got older, I started like making friends at the masses. So one of my first friends like, was Collins, unfortunately. <laughs> we and we started to altar serve together, so it gave me more purpose to like, oh, like let's go and altar serve. Like it sounds really nerdy, but it's like who's gonna be what? Like the book server. I forgot what the other ones that we used to have, and it was like a weekly thing where like it was funny because me and Collins would talk a lot at church, but when we saw each other at school, like we weren't friends, and it was weird <laughs> because. I didn't really build relationships with him until we were like a lot older and it's crazy to think that some of these relationships I've built has made an impact on my faith I think growing up uh, in only going to Catholic schools I was I think I took it for granted that um, you know church was it was just something we did it, it was um, you know, we altar served, we, we did whatever. And I know with my twin brother, when we used to uh, altar serve, we would try to play, do practical jokes or get the other one to mess up in front of the whole, all the people in church, get the other one in trouble. Um, so I, I think there was a superficial level of understanding what faith was. But then as, as I got more involved in, in ministry and I got older through the retreats I went on, I, I began to appreciate my faith a lot more that way. Um, the next question is, how do you define your faith? So for me, uh, I used to think that my faith was based on making sure I prayed every day. And then I went to church on like every Sunday and especially when it was um, important like masses like the Tritium or Easter and, and, and Christmas. Um, that was like when I was younger. And then as I started to go through like youth ministry and confirmation, I started to like understand that faith is more of like, how do you take what you've learned and live it each day? So it really made me see my faith in a different perspective of like how can I serve you know serve God's uh, word and his love and share that with others so it became a thing where I felt like in order for myself to to really understand what my faith was like and be really true to myself I had to be able to to practice what I preach and make sure like 
my actions followed everything that I would say. And hopefully, like, it was weird because like, I felt like as I became a coach, I became, I had to be accountable for my actions. And mm -hmm. then if I wanted to be accountable for my players too and hold them accountable, it's like I had to show that too and be that example. I, uh, to build off of that, I, I agree. I think uh, I started off with like a lot of like the basic like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go and pray, I'm gonna go and do all of this and that defined how faithful I was. But um, I think, yeah, as time went on and I, I, I experienced more things and I I went to retreats and I, I talked to more people and, you know, I, I started learning that um, faith is more than that. And like you said, it's about leading by example and kind of doing your your part, you know what I mean? If, it, if that makes sense. But um, I think for me, more than anything, it's like being a friend or like I th that's my part at least. And it's being a part of the community and I, I, I get proud, you know what I mean? Like it's it started going from a thing where I was like, oh, people are going to look at me like I'm the church guy or whatever, right? But now I'm I'm the church guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like people see me as that and it's cool. Like I, I like it and it's – like parents will come up to me or my barber, like like let's say my barber, he 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 was saying like, hey, I didn't know you were like involved in, in the church like that, like because he, he had come to drop off his daughter, and he was like, oh, I I didn't know you were involved with the church. That's tight. Like I never seen you talk that much because I'm super silent when I'm in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then he he was like, I never seen you talk that much, man. That's cool. That's cool. And he, like it's cool to see like people like lighting up, and that's kind of like what I try to do. And it's yeah try to make a little bit more light in the world yeah i think with osmar's like idea of saying like how in the beginning uh faith kind of like felt like repetitious like it was just like through prayers and just like doing all that and i think definitely for me it was the same way i was just like um oh i only see god like through my prayers i just have to pray like go, go on my knees at church at mass and just pray and that's my only way to connect with him but going into like youth ministry i kind of realized it's more than just that um i remember like first thing is like I don't see him so much as through prayer I also see him through like the people I meet through my friends and through my actions um so I remember this one thing I saw like on Instagram and it, like it always stuck with me it's like you know I always see people like come and going in my life and it's like a sign from God and it came up to this quote where it was just like he hears the conversations you don't and I was just like that kind of like really resonated with me because it's like you know God always puts like people in your life as like a sign like as like you know oh maybe like this is your time to like make memories of them and then if they all of a sudden like you know come out of your life for whatever reason you, know, you kind of always just look back. It's like you just, I just learned to like appreciate those moments and like see where I grew, where they grew. If I was able to like benefit from them, they would like learn from me. And it was just kind of like a trade off between each other, and that's like really just how I saw God. It was just I didn't really see him as like a concrete person as much anymore. It was just more of like oh, he spoke to me through my actions and through the people. So. Um, to build off what Osmar and Brandon said, I used to think that like my faith stayed in the church, and every Sunday that's the only time like my faith would show. Um, I don't think it, like, my mindset changed after a retreat I went on in seventh grade where, like, um, it was hosted by Emmaus, and that was, like, when I realized that, like, my faith is defined by the different relationships that I have with people, um, like, my relationship with God, with my friends, with my community, and, yeah. I think to answer the question, how do you define your faith, um, I, I've said for a long time I would rather my faith be more of a verb than an adjective um, or a noun and because I think that's action-oriented 
and I, I think that's what our faith is. It isn't to me. Faith isn't just being inside the church, kneeling down. Um, my experience as a child would have been seeing a, a bunch of uh, the older church women with rosary beads in their hands, and 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 that was their faith, and that's fine. That's just not for me. Um, it needs to be more out outward, and I think. Um, the pandemic has really kind of forced the idea that church needs to be outside the walls of the church rather than inside because we haven't been able to go in. Um, it's also got to be more for me than like being a, in, in a faith car and going into the spirituality gas station on Sunday, filling up my tank, and then that's all I have to do for the whole week is go once a week. My faith, I think, is... Um, is you know, we're talking about relationships, and relationships need to be worked on each and every day. Um, it's not, you know, once or twice a year. So for me, it's like a relationship I have with with my brother, with my wife, with my kids. Um, it, it doesn't. There isn't an on and off switch. It, it just it's ma it's maintained, um, and certainly ha needs to be focused on each day for me. Um, so for me, like how I define my faith is rocky, but it's solid. And anyways, if you recognize that, um, I said that at my senior panel. So, you know, shout out to you if you watch my senior panel. Um, but over the past year, like especially 2020, I don't know, like it was a really hard year for me. And I think something that has kind of kept me going and has kept my faith strong is knowing that God would never like put me through something that I couldn't handle and I think that's something that's like really strong for me and that's kind of what keeps me going like it's it's kind of simple but if you think about it it's true like he really wouldn't put you through something that you couldn't handle that's facts that's facts um uh yeah and I, I want to add one last thing to that you know uh I want to say that I even though praying and all that it may not be everyone's thing and all that I have learned to appreciate scripture mm -hmm. through lecturing and stuff like I didn't really I I kind of hated doing like Bible reading and all that mm -hmm. and going to like family gatherings where we prayed all together and yeah, I hated it but I actually really liked like my first lecture meeting I remember I went home and uh, fun fact Sean Lee gave me it was like the end of the year when I had joined and Sean Lee gave me the the whole book, like the the book that had all the all the readings for that for that year, and uh, it has annotations and all these like like meanings you could take from it. I think it even has like like modern meanings like you could, that you could take away from it. And I still have that book. It's in my room, and it has like graffiti all over it. And I love seeing it because it because it's so cool to me. But yeah, that's like my first little taste of love for scripture. But I just want to say, yeah, don't sleep on it. No, yeah, like, on, like you just like brought like a core memory to me. I remember like my first lecture meeting. I was like scared to death. Like, oh, I wasn't gonna be able to like understand this. I wasn't able to like read scripture. But yeah. then I think like as soon as like you, like you said like that book with like all those annotations, I was just like, oh yeah, like I can see my faith. Like I can live it through my daily life. Like it doesn't just have to be oh in like the BC era or something. It's, like exactly. now you can have modern day applications to it. Mm. So yeah, um, like with our definition of faith, um, how's your guys' relationships with God grown over the years? Um, for me, I would like to describe it like a roller coaster. Um, it has its like ups and downs and stuff. Um, I think the peak of my faith was really when my mom got sick. Um, I think that not only like drew me closer to God, but it was like it made me appreciate 
like everything else I had in life um but like over like the past year with COVID and everything I think right now it's like it's not like at the lowest it's been but it's kind of like low only because like church closed and like like Emmaus closed and like other things closed so like I felt like alone um but now it's like making its way like back up because like things are opening and Emmaus is starting up again and yeah I agree with like um what princess said with how like you know right now it's like kind of low for her um I understand how that feels I think that's what I'm going through like that's what I've been going through lately um you know with everything going on with my life and you know just being so busy with everything uh trying to stay afloat you don't really think about it until you know your life is kind of falling apart and you're just like dang you know um but over the years, it definitely has grown, especially with me being in Emmaus and me um, being a Eucharistic minister. Um, I think being a Eucharistic minister um, really helped me too with also my relationship with like my grandparents. Um, my grandpa used to be a Eucharistic minister and he's really traditional um, with church and stuff. So being able to serve the church that way really helped me become closer with God, but not only God, also with my grandpa. Um, I know that he told me that he cried when he saw me there for the first time. And I was like, oh, dang, you know? All right. Yeah. To add on to that, um, I have a similar like little story. But um, yeah, I think I think to go just to answer the question first, I think it's been like pretty just like a up like a up from where I was. I think um, as a kid, I really dreaded like like anything to do with church. And then I kind of. Well, except for like seeing people and all that, but then I kind of learned that that was kind that was the awesome the the thing that makes church amazing. You get to see people and you get to see people in faith and share your faith. And um, I didn't learn that until I came over here. And I th- I talked about it on my senior panel. Uh, I talked about how like I I was going through program through program because I hated going there, and mm-hmm. like I hated being pla- places I I really like didn't want to talk to people. No one wanted to talk to anyone it would just be like you're sitting in a room no one to answer questions no one to have discussion like it was it was horrible and i was just i was yeah it was bad and i would try to like find any excuses to like not go i'd be like mom i got homework please like hmm. and then um until i got here and i i would make any excuse not like like not to miss mondays you know what i mean i had homework i'll do it later i'll do it like at 12 or whatever i don't care <laughs> you know but um it's awesome to see people that have the same passion as like for faith and being able to like share it in a fun way where like you're not turning people away kind of it's not feeling like a hostile environment where you want to get out so yeah that's what i really like about that and it it grew my faith a ton going to retreats and stuff and meeting more people and even going to like la youth day and seeing all that congregation of people like just it's amazing and then, um, yeah, but to go off of your, like, your grandpa story, it's funny because my grandpa, too, is a similar story. Like, my grandma had always wanted me to be a priest. But, like, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, really? I swear, yeah. Osmond my grandma priest. was always like, you're going to be a priest, right? And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of want a family. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but they were really happy. I, what made them really happy was when I joined lecturing because I, I remember signing up. I remember they, y'all put, like, papers in the middle of the room mm-hmm. and it was like confirmation isn't the 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 leaving yeah the it's not the goodbye stage it's the renewal 
type thing. And so I was like, what really like catches my eye? And I was like, I'm not, I don't feel really like involved, like doing, I mean, not, it's just not my thing, like the other things. And I felt lecturing was, would be more my area. And when I signed up, I didn't even know, but my, my grandpa had done lecturing at his church in, in SoCal for like decades. And so it's funny when my, whenever I lecture, my mom is always in the corner. Like if y'all look for her, she'll be where where we sit, like the lecture sit. <laughs> and not to wrap my mom out, but she'd be taking out her phone and she'd be recording me. And then, <laughs> that's cute. And she sends it to my grandparents, and she awesome. like they like it, yeah. And we watch my grandpa lecture now, especially because in COVID, because they're live streaming. Mm. Oh. Okay. And so we watch my grandpa lecture. Yeah. But yeah. Um, fun fact. So so for me, like it was crazy when I was like thinking about this question and I was like you know I think my relationship with God is like this long road trip and it could be like random too right because like you know whenever I go on road trips I'm always like relying on my GPS especially if I'm going somewhere that I'm not too familiar with and you know in life I feel like I do rely on God with a lot of things and sometimes I'll, I'll try and do things like on my own and that's where like maybe I'm kind of like distant from God at that moment but when I do feel like I'm either lost or overwhelmed or feeling anxious or depressed or anything like that I felt like I've always had some sort of sign that brought me back to God and it was it was, it was crazy because like sometimes I feel like dang like no matter how much I feel like I'm drifting away like God's there to like pull me back in um, whether it's through some random song you know on road trips you got to have some sort of playlist yeah. <laughs> um or like you know any stops you make in life maybe you think that you have this plan that okay i want to do this this and this by a certain amount of time but in reality everything comes down to like god's timing and his plan and that everything happens for a reason so as i grew older like i started to kind of trust that more and it was weird because sometimes I would feel so lost and so disconnected to my faith that there'd be moments where there's people that kind of like save me in a sense of like making sure I'm okay and that I'm going to be able to get through whatever is thrown at me. Um, Kayla, when you brought up like that whole thing about God doesn't give you things that you can't handle, like that hit me so hard and I was just like, whoa, like those are some of the things I would tell people, but it's crazy when you have to like, when you hear um, from someone else, it's like you hear your own advice, but then it hits on a different level. So like, it was crazy to hear that. And it's just crazy how like we all are able to connect. I think when um, you guys were talking about your grandparents and them being proud, like that hit me even more. Cause like, um, that was something I felt like that I connected with my grandparents, um, especially my grandmother who passed recently too. And yeah, like I was just getting like all tripped out and I felt like, whoa, this is like a, I call them like God moments for me. Something that I learned from Jim. Yes, I do say <laughs> that. Um, some, I, I, I've been taking notes cause I'm, one of the things, you know, I think those of you around the table know this. Um, you know, I grew up, I was a total introvert. Um, I still am to, you know, if I'm going to be comfortable, I'm that way. But the the job, the ministry that forces you not to be, you know, you have to be out there. So there are moments in my life where I certainly um, 
explore my relationship with God in an introverted way, you know, where you just need to get away and, and think by yourself. But I think the times that I've grown the most and that I'm inspired the most are when we have moments like this, that we're able to share and listen to one another. Um, it's been mentioned that, you know, God doesn't give us things that we can't handle. I, I think the thing is, for me, the way that I, uh, my relationship with God has grown over the years has been to realize that God doesn't give us things that we can't handle, but he also doesn't give us those things alone. I, and I think through our common sharing, through our retreats, through our small group facilitation, and just through our interactions of everyday life, we find out that we're not the only ones that go through that. You know? And so there's this aha moment of saying, I'm not the only one. You know, that other people have felt this way too, and, and I'm not the only one that feels this way, so it's okay for me to share that, you know. Um, the other, I, I do want to mention too about that opportunity, and that the thing that humbles me the most in liturgy is, is being able to help give out communion through Eucharistic ministry, because it, for me, it's, it's a humbling moment to be able to look into the eyes of the people who are coming forward to receive and to say the body of Christ and to be able to give that gift to them, um, knowing that I'm not even worthy enough to be able to do that. So I, I think those those moments help me in my relationship with God. Yeah, like with Jim, like you just brought up the idea of like Eucharistic ministry and made me realize like why I wanted to join Eucharistic ministry. It was like, I was always saw like people like giving out like the, the body and blood of Christ. I was like, you know, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of like odd. Like, why would you want to do that? And then like coming into youth ministry, I just realized I was like, oh, wait, it actually seems kind of cool. And then like, I always thought, you know, being able to do that for other people, like to see me giving, me being that person to give back to the community, kind of like, you know, just to see people like in my community that have helped me grow like through my faith and just give that body of Christ back to them. To me, that was like the signs like, you know, that's how I see my faith. I always see like me sharing and spreading my my word through the people. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> when Stacy brought up like the idea of like a road trip, I kind of like saw it as like a graph. I saw my trip go on like as a graph with like ups and downs, but it's like a constant graph going up, if that makes any sense. But it's like you start slow, you know, like in the beginning of life, you know, you're as a kid, you don't have as much experiences. But then as you go through life, there's like more experiences, more challenges that you face. And like going with like Kayla May said, it was like talking about how, you know, God doesn't give you a challenge that you will never be to overcome. And I think I saw this especially like in 2017, my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So I kind of just sat there, I was like, well, what am I gonna do with this? Like, how can I make this situation work? And then there was this like, I felt like it was like a light bulb over my head. It was like, God kind of like told me, he's like, why are you gonna be sad about the situation that's on your hands right now? It's like, it's not gonna do you any good, but just like, you know, continue to persevere, like help your dad, like, you know, all will be well. And, you know, coming into 2021, my dad still has cancer, but he's doing so much better. He's able to like do so many things. And, you know, this kind of realized it's like, you know, there's no point in just giving up. You know, I think that's what God told me because like now in high school, I'm working like two part time jobs. I'm trying to make sure like I'm getting ready for college. I'm making sure like I'm not going to fall behind. And I think all of that was just like, you know, he, he gave me all these signs and like kind of like with that graph, it's constantly going up despite like all the challenges, despite being harder than they were in the past. You know, I always learned to like not give up to always just continue trying despite the situation. And uh, yeah, like to add on to that. Um, I like I like the graph and the road trip. I um I kind of want to add on like I think it's cool that um y'all y'all pointed out like that because 
like a road trip, like you'll you'll find hitchhikers along the way. And like grab you. You'll you'll hit some points along the way, right? And um just to kind of like mention uh, like I think it's cool that um in faith like you'll you'll make so many connections that you don't even know about. Like even just like being a part of the program, like you you just like you'll go places and then you'll just like meet people. And if you're running that cross or whatever, like they'll be like, "Oh my God, you're part of St. Anne's! Like you, you've been through the program and blah blah blah." And you'll have this crazy conversation. But it's crazy. It's like a lot along your trip. You you go along meeting people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to add that add that before we go on. Um, I also wanted to add on something. Um, Brandon had mentioned earlier, like he when he found out like his dad got like sick in 2017. Um, he wasn't like really sad about it. Um, I think I was the same way. Um, cause like I turned that, I kind of like turned that sadness into like strength in a way. And I turned like that, like my want to like cry to like prayer because like crying wouldn't help my mom get better. It won't like heal my mom. Um, rather than just like crying and like wishing for the best, like I turned it into prayer and like, I think that's like really strengthened my relationship with God. I was like, it really proved to me that like, he's like really powerful. Um, on the topic of relationships with God, um, what's a time you felt connected to God and felt Him in your presence? So um, this past August, um, I lost like one of my mentors, uh, Coach Harper, and uh, it took me a, a while to kind of. It's I'm still taking like, wait, rephrase that. It still takes a toll on me, like with grief and like sometimes certain days are easier than others and I remember there was this one day I was at work and I stayed later than I usually do uh, so late that like some of the PM drivers were coming in and this guy I never met was asking about who I was and like oh are are you one of the AM workers I was like yeah but you know things happened today that we had to stay later and he's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen you here before. You knew. And I, I've actually been working at FedEx for over a year. So he was surprised that we just never ran into each other. And as we had our conversation, he was asking, like, all these questions about me. And um, he didn't know that I was coaching and all that. So it, it turns out, like, he lives, like, in Newark. So he knew about where, like, James Logan is and stuff like that. So that was such a coincidence. Um, and then as we got into the conversation more, Um, He was like, oh, so you don't want to become a driver? And I was like, not really, because my timing wouldn't work out for me to be able to still coach. And um, as we talked more, um, I started feeling this, like, weird presence. Like, why do I feel like things are going to be okay, like, even if I do continue coaching, like, without Harper? And it was weird because... Um, he was like, I can tell that coaching means a lot to you. And then I was like, how can you tell with like this 10 minute conversation? Right. And then I was just like, okay, I'm just going to trust it and just go with it. And then, um, but it also reminded me that like, you know, the impact that Harper has made and how much I want to still continue to like live his legacy and all that. But the most ironic part of that whole conversation was, oh, I didn't catch your name. What was it like? That was what I asked the other driver. He goes, "My name is Stacy," and I was like, "Wait, what? Whoa. Like, <laughs> like, uh, your name is Stacy? Cause my name is Stacy too." And then 
why do we spell our names the exact same way? Yeah. And I was like, okay, God, if you sent a Stacy to come talk to me, like, am I like tripping right now? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like such a trip that like from then on, I th- I think that helped me deal with the grief with Harper, but also just gave me strength to, to move forward. Um, similar to Stacy, um, this past, I think January, I also like lost somebody close to me. Um, my grandpa's sister passed away and it was sad because like we haven't seen her in like a year because of COVID and stuff. And the fact that like the next time we saw her, it was like in her final resting place. So it was like, it hit my family and I like really hard. Um, it hit me really hard, especially because like like this was like the first time I saw like family members that I don't usually see like I saw them come from like Pittsburgh and Vallejo and stuff and it was like the fact that I saw them like at a funeral like it really hit hard for me um but like and then like I just like started like that was like when my mental health was like really like plummeting and then like I hate to bring up TikTok but I saw like a TikTok filled with like angel numbers and stuff like that and it was like it was like the message was like they're okay like they want you to know that they're okay like no need to worry and stuff like that um and then like i just started crying because like it gave me sorry it gave me like reassurance that like she's like in a better place now yeah i think like when you talked about being in a dark spot i think i can definitely like feel like the same way um i remember when my grandma passed away when i was in sixth grade like all of this like grief fell over me and i just didn't know what to do but then, you know, like I said, like, beginning kind of like a light bulb, like, the same thing happened. It was just, like, that rea- the realization is just, like, you know, everything's going to be okay. It's, like, you know, life is going to move on. Like, the fact that, you know, you had all those experiences with your grandma and that you're able to, like, make those memories with her. Like, you just cherish those moments, you know, and appreciate what you have and then just continue to move on. You know, like, carry out, quote, unquote, like, in a sense, carry her on her legacy. You know, all the things that you've learned from her. Like, take out all the negatives despite, like, you know, all the, you know, like, misunderstandings and conflicts that you had with her and just, like, move on. And I think all of this I felt like was what happened to me, like it all wrapped up to me in youth ministry or youth ministry retreat. Um, you know, I, like at that point, uh, I had like, it was like a freshman year. I didn't know like what I wanted to do. I was so scared for high school. I had like self-doubt. I didn't like, I had zero self-confidence in myself. Um, but like it made me reflect on like where my life was going. And I realized, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, if I just keep pushing, I know like God will give me like, God will give me like some, some reward in the future. And I'm so glad, like, you know, I continue to give up. Or not not continue to give up, but like, continue to push. Continue to push and not give up. Um, and, like, I remember this quote from Jericho, a.k.a. Ms. Abanico. Um, it was like, he said, if these walls could speak, they would tell you about all the memories, laughs, cries that have been made in this room. And when I heard that, like, it just stuck with me because it's like, you know, with the idea of memories, it's like, despite where you go, you know, it's always about how your perception is in life. It's like, you know, are you going to focus on the negatives? Are you just going to continue to, like, you know, bring yourself down? Or are you going to continue, like, be positive and just, like, you know, make memories and, like, see see God, like, through everything you make? And I think that's, once I changed my mindset, I just noticed, like, you know, I felt God everywhere I went, like, despite, like, you know, being so far away from church, like, being in the middle of the desert, getting stuck in a car, you know, I was just, like, for me to be able to just, like, reflect and think, you know, God always puts us in a certain place for a certain time. And just, like, with that mindset, I was able to continue continue on i want to um yeah i kind of want to build off of that yeah i i see um god a lot in my life like when i reflect and uh 
but I think like just to go off like a the one time where like I felt like really like connected to him uh I was like in a rut like where I was like I was going to like I was in a like very like time constricted schedule and it was like the same thing every week and I was stuck like like that for like months and then COVID hit and it got worse like I, I couldn't go out and I was it was literally like like that for like months and a couple of my friends and I went to Tahoe actually or we went to we rented out a little cabin in like Kybers it's a small city and then um we stayed out there and uh we had like a couple of days like the weekend and one of the days we just like hiked all day and we were up there and I was like I was just loving it because I love nature and so I go up there and I was looking at trees and there's like a burnt tree it's my wallpaper actually if y'all want to look at it it's like a, there's a burnt tree up there yeah that tree's pretty burnt and it was, it was but it was cool because it was like you you see it and you like think of resilience and you, you think about like damn that tree stood up there you know and um but I, I was up there and suddenly like we were there we were there from like nine in the morning and suddenly it was like sundown mm. but it was crazy let me tell you i have a video i'll send it to y'all later uh, i'll send it to anyone who wants it y'all, y'all <laughs> <get> it. <laughs> But it's um, it's basically like when the sunset started to hit, we were in a spot where it was like right above our cabin, and it was a plateau. Like instead of it being uphill, it just started flattening out, and there was like just like a little like meadow, and a stump and like a couple of trees here and there, and there was like snow still melting on the ground, and the sun was coming down and it was hitting that that little plateau perfectly. And it was, like, chills down my spine because I was just, like, wow. Mm. Like, this is, like, it showed me, like, I was kind of taking, like, my whole life for granted. Like, I, I think I think that's what God was trying to tell me. Mm. Like, it was, like, oh, like, even though you're in a rut, like, you still have life. Like, there's beautiful things out here, you know what I mean? And it's, like, like enjoy what you have. And it, it made me appreciate the world, like, a lot more. And I just I was just out there enjoying it. And, oh, the best part was, like, you couldn't hear anything. For some reason, like right there, I don't know what it was, um, but it was like a little sound barrier and it was like complete silence and it was just the sun beaming on us and it was like a golden shower all over us and it was amazing. But yeah, I think that's like probably like the most like like I felt it like it was like like shit like I I didn't like I didn't know how to explain it. I don't even know how to explain it right now, but it it was like I, I knew it was God trying to show me something, you know. I can think of two times. Um, one, you know, we went to uh, World Youth Day in the year 2000, was held in Rome. And part of the World Youth Day experience is going out to, on a pilgrimage, uh, to have an overnight vigil with the Pope. And at that time, it was Pope John Paul II. And he was. Um, advanced in years and also advanced in his Parkinson's disease but as part of the overnight experience he he confirmed five different individuals from different countries and although we were probably easily a mile away from where they were because there was they counted I think 1.7 million people there which if you if you don't see what kind of size that crowd is, you, you can't even imagine it. We we couldn't even see where the Pope was. We we were able to watch on big screen TVs. 
But everybody was given um, a candle with a plastic cup around it. It was kind of like a candlelight vigil. And there were no instructions given, but as he confirmed each one of those individuals, people just held up their candle up in the air. And there was this just massive hillside and, and countryside full of light. There were no words spoken. There wasn't music being sung. It was all silent. But it made me realize that there are times when we need to be, when I need to be with God alone, but there's also times when the community speaks volumes in a non, uh, non-verbal way. And that was that time. So um, the other time I, I think when I felt very connected, uh, and I, I've shared this before about, especially with the Holy Spirit, was the day after uh, Shane Marcelino, uh, well, two days after she passed away, no, it was the next day, and um, the large gathering we had in the in the parish hall, and leading leading that group, that community through a time of grief, through a time of sadness, through a time of trying to work through the anger, the shock, um, the utter grief. I I really I didn't have a plan. And, and before that day, before I went over to Logan and, and worked with the students over there for, through their grief time, I just asked God to help me help work through me, and he did. And I, I'm still convinced to this day that it was the Holy Spirit that worked through me to whatever words were said, because I can't remember what was said at all. Um, but I think the dependence on that and allowing God to work through us uh, gives us the opportunity to experience him in a different way. Um, so for me, a time that I felt connected to God and like felt him in my presence was kind of the whole weekend of the of my senior retreat. Um, so I was in a small group with Stacy, but Stacy was like in and out. She was like, she wasn't there because you know she was working kitchen or she had to go back home. Um, so at first, I was kind of nervous about you know leading a small group like that for the first time because it's retreat you know like it's mm-hmm. it's something that um really affects your faith especially when you're young you know um so the whole time the whole retreat not even just like because of the senior panel but the whole time i felt really like connected to god i really felt him over there with me um i don't know if it's because i forgot what my youth retreat was like because of my bad memory but um it was great like the whole retreat and you know how sometimes people will have like retreat high you know honestly after that i don't really think i had a retreat high like i would just like that for the rest of the time so it, it felt pretty good like feeling like that mm. so that was really nice yeah and oh my gosh like talking to i know i'm not that much older but talking to all those kids <laughs> like especially the ones in my group i don't know like you you kind of see God in them, and it's just like wow, like look at them. It's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you brought up the whole like, you the whole the whole thing about retreat high, um, I forgot when it stopped for me, and it stopped or it's, it, ugh, can't even say it. Where it stopped feeling like the retreat high kind of faded, and it just became like kind of constant because. Um, I think it was Teddy, me and Teddy were talking about this one time and we were talking about like, you know, why can't your everyday life just be kind of like a retreat high? 
and then I was like oh that would be a pretty cool life you know just to have that type of feeling and I think that's where like things kind of change for me to like to live out my faith in that way um, I think it's kind of funny that you brought up uh, <laughs> your senior retreat because I felt so bad like leaving retreat but also that was um, I think that was like our fifth year anniversary for Zoe's tournament mm -hmm. and the funny thing was Harper didn't know I was coming back and um, that was actually the last tournament we had um, because last year we had like COVID and all that um, but yeah like it was crazy because right when I walked through that door he was like what you're here and I was like the girls knew I was gonna come back and then it was it just it's just really hard to be like at two places at once but I, I do remember also like when I came back our, our small group was like hey Stacy you're back and like it's it was just it was as if like things never or like I didn't leave and all so yeah yeah I don't know like when you guys brought up the like retreats and stuff I feel like that's like also like the same time where I felt you know like what you said is like why can't you just continue to have this retreat high um, like when I talked about like my first MS retreat or my first youth ministry retreat um, and I was at the end, I was just like, why should I like go back to like my normal habits if I felt like all this like you know positive things like fall upon me in retreats? Like why should I change that? If I can just continue this throughout my daily life. Maybe it'll do something for the better. And I think it really did. And I think like as we talk about you know all of these like where we felt connected with God, like what's another time that you know we felt like a reconnect with our faith after like ha having like a falling out? And do you guys think like it's gotten stronger since then? I can start. Um, <laughs> so uh, this one actually happened pretty recently. Um, uh, I know like a lot of people like know I care or like I'm very passionate about my car. So like my first car was like a red Super Force. I was like so happy when I got it. I remember I left school like it was like I was like winter break. I left school like three hours early. And my like um, my supervisor like signed me out. He's like you're good. Like you know this is this is all you. And I was like super happy. And I think ever since then like I kind of like totally disregarded everything else in my life. Like I was just so passionate about the car, so dedicated to it. I didn't really, I mean, yeah, like, I care about my friends and all that, but, like, I feel like I pushed God, in a sense, out. Like, my car became God, which probably wasn't the best thing. And especially, like, with uh, Rona coming up, like, that's all I cared about because, like, that's all I would be in most of the time going to my work and stuff. And, like, I stopped going to church. Uh, I was always working. And I think ever since then, um, you know, I, like, looking back at, like, that whole time, I don't think I ever gave time to God. I never, like, had time to just reflect and, like, say thank God for anything that he did. And in February, end of February, um, I got into my first car crash with it. Um, I was in Niles Canyon, I was being dumb, and then took a turn too fast, tried turning. God said, let me humble you real quick. Slap me into, <laughs> slap me into a guardrail. You know, luckily my airbags didn't go off, no one else was injured, you know, it was just me. Um, just me that was like in that car, it was like, and ever since then I just kinda like felt like, damn, I really was dumb. You know, I think, but I think that was like God's sign of telling me like, hey, like you better watch out what you're doing. You're not invincible. You're not me, you know. And I was just like, okay, I'll listen to you. And ever since then, like I like reflected on myself. Like I remember, um, after that accident, like I just prayed so hard. Like I literally like had tears coming my eyes. I was thanking God, like thank you for like not getting me hurt. Thank you for not throwing me into that ditch. And you know, I was like, I like look back like two months. I was just like, okay, you know, times for me like slow everything down, like reflect on my life, see. You know where can I where where did I go wrong? Where are things like I can grow? And I think definitely one thing that po he pointed out to me was, you know, you never gave enough time to me. And ever since then, like every time I'd be like on a road trip or like I'd be driving, I just think of him. You know, think of like where he's given me so much like so much gifts and all of that. It's like how am I how am I gonna be able to repay him? And ever since then, you know, I've just been like doing more for like my friends. Like I've been like checking in on them. I've like been like trying to reconnect my relationships with people. And um, luckily, 
uh, this month, no, no, this month, no, like March, um, I think God listened to me and he's like, you know what? I think you've had enough suffering. I think you learned your lesson. Um, and I think March 16th, I remember that day, uh, another Subaru came up. It was a silver one. It was an Outback, same, same engine, five-speed manual transmission. He was like, you know what? I'll reward you. So I was able to find another car and I've been so grateful ever since. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I know that I just mentioned retreat for the last question, but I think for me it also applies to this question. Um, I don't know. Before retreat, I was just like, dang, I don't even know what to say. For my symbol, that was last minute too. My symbol was literally from the church grounds, but I remember being so nervous about my senior panel, not really know knowing what to say. Um, but I kind of based it around my a lot of it was kind of around my godfather jay and i know he's listening to this right now um so i don't know he has also affected my relationship with god but basically the retreat kind of helped me reconnect with my faith like even stronger than before um i don't know and the same thing with the retreat high like it didn't feel like a retreat high anymore like it just felt like that constantly and I, I remember being scared, like, oh, dang, is this going to, like, go away? But then I kind of just, like, accepted it. And I was like, you know, this is really nice. Um, I'm enjoying it. And I, you know, it was nice going back to youth on Monday nights, seeing all these um, kids that I've connected with. And then I would also connect with their friends, even though they didn't go on the retreat. So that was nice, too, you know. And I would also talk to them maybe, like, at school. I would say hi. And it was really nice, you know. Like, even if I wasn't at church, I would still feel some kind of connection with my faith in God through these kids. I don't, I don't think we can discount or downplay the effect that other people have on us. And I, I think that that is one of the things that brings about, Kayla, what you talk about, the retreat high, um, which is a natural thing to have happen. But I think in hearing how you've embraced that, as not just accepted it, but embraced it, meaning you hold it close to you, that um, that other people have that effect on us, that we couldn't go up to a, any retreat center or any place and just experience that by ourselves. It, it takes other people. So I think that idea of allowing other people and recognizing the goodness, the faith, the uniqueness that each person has has an effect on us and it has an effect on me you know one of the things and, and it's totally off topic uh, away from retreat work but one of the things of a way I feel super connected um, with with my faith with God is and one of the things I miss the most on Monday nights is when we have the opportunity to pray over others you know, I, I can recall, Brandon, I, I can recall praying with you with your about your dad. And I can recall with you, Princess. Um, you know, and I, I think those are humbling moments where we, we give ourselves over to God and allow him to work in us, through us, with us at times. So I, I think the, the dependent, dependency that I have on other people that help me reconnect with my faith is one that's that's ongoing for me on the topic of like retreats and stuff um i think 
the retreat that like impacted my faith the most was my sophomore retreat um i remember like going into it i was like you know what it's just gonna be like another retreat like you'll you'll get things done and you'll go home and you'll feel nothing like it just happened and then i remember i think it was like the night the last night before we left we did our own praying over others and then they played oceans and all of that and i just started i started bawling and like i went to one of the retreat staff members and i prayed over with them and it's like like i was able to like reconnect and like because i hadn't had like i wouldn't usually go up for praying over others because like they it's like for me it's like i'd rather pray on my own um but i never knew the power of praying over others until that night and then after like after that every monday afterwards i tried my best to like volunteer to like pray over other people or have myself prayed over um i think that's when i reconnected my relationship with god um i think for me um i kind of feel like right now or even like when the pandemic started like i really struggled with my faith and there'd be moments where i reconnected and then i felt like something else would happen and then like i'm disconnected or i'm distant again um like just in the past year i felt like i think around this time last year i was like struggling with like all right so my birthday's coming up what am i gonna do <laughs> and i really felt like there was a need to help church and i, I did like my little birthday barbecue thing and raised raised some money and like gave back and i didn't realize how much that made a difference and so many people were supporting it and then when we had another opportunity to do that fundraiser to get like all the podcasting stuff like that support was there so it was really um inspiring and like i would have these moments where I'm like okay like i feel good and then just when harper passed last summer i felt like i kind of i kind of fell like into this hole of just like sticking to myself or my very close like circle and not really opening up about like how I'm really feeling with things. And it, it was hurting so much. And I didn't realize how much I was hurting until it was crazy when you, you brought up Niles Canyon. I had one of those nights where I was just being dumb and reckless. And for some reason, like I, I was able to get home safely that night. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was driving late and it was starting to get like really foggy in the canyon. And I was like, oh no, like <laughs> time to go home before something happens. <laughs> and I remember like I got on the phone with my best friend and she really just like talked me through and I started to feel like what was the root of all the things that I was holding in. And it was like, it was a mix of like the grief, the, uh, the pressure of like, you know, making sure everyone else is okay, but not taking care of myself and like, it took me a while to accept that but after admitting all that like I, w I felt like I was able to give it up to God and let God handle everything else and I felt like that's what is starting to give me the strength to get through um, and then like most recently like with March Madness um, I reconnected with Mrs. Harper and we were like you know we're doing a scholarship for Coach Harper for a graduating senior and I was like okay let's I think I want to try and fundraise like honestly I think I'm probably like really good at fundraising <laughs> so when uh when we came up with that like 
I was able to reconnect with former players that um, that me and Harper coached like back in like 2005, 2006, or no, maybe a little bit after because I was still in high school at that time. But yeah, <laughs> one of our first teams. And like, it was crazy because as I was connecting with them, I felt like, okay, I'm starting to, to gain that strength back. And like, they reminded me of like, just why I coach, why like, I feel like God blessed me with the ability to coach people and stuff like that. And like, it's, it's honestly helped me right now, just as I'm, today's actually our first official day of season. And even though I don't have a JV team going, I do have some of my JV girls that are getting moved up to varsity and seeing them like grow, like it's like, whoa, like this is, this is such a blessing in disguise. I think for me, um, like my falling out would probably have to be um, my freshman year, I think, or like yeah, before I got here, I think uh, I kind of was like at the end of the road kind of thing where I was like uh, I don't know, I don't know if I'm even like finish going to confirmation and all that. Like I think I'm just gonna do my thing through high school. And I was kind of going through a lot internally. I think a lot of high school kids do. You know what I mean? I was kind of like like oh this is a new thing, and I, I had like self-esteem issues and stuff like that you know what I mean you think about a lot and uh I think color guard didn't help with that I think uh it probably made things worse like adding a lot of stress to my life where I had to go home sometimes at like what like 10 and then I would have to do homework for like three hours because I would I would take a long time to do my homework and then wake up the next day and then you got to do it again and it's kind of integrated to like every part of your life and then it starts feeling like a job but then um it kind of helped like coming here on the mondays that i could and at least like trying to get in like at like like whenever i can like I'll, i'll try to make it and it was cool too like seeing like andrew and stuff and like and like just like mary and I would be like, oh, I'll see you at, at church. Like, I'll see you in a couple mm-hmm. hours or whatever. And then that, that was cool, too. But um, it got to the point where I was like, I really like doing this. And that was actually when I quit guard because I, 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 I like doing a lot of other stuff I found out. And I was like, wow, like, I'm, I'm missing out on a lot of experiences. And so I, I ended up quitting guard. And I think that's when I really, like, started getting back into my faith. Or kind of discovering my faith, not really getting back into it, like kind of really like starting to get a hold of what what it is I like and what what it is what I could bring, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that just going to the retreats more and being more involved with with the church, I think helped me out a bunch in terms of my faith. Just being around people that that I could. I saw that would give back to me, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like we could we could go back and forth about about stuff or anything, you know what I mean? Like, and where I could kind of be myself. I, I talk about it a lot, but like, I I did not like being like, I felt like I was annoying a lot of the time, and it and I, I probably am. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't mind it now. I mean, nah. You know? <laughs> I don't mind it now, but like, but like, as when I was like. When I was younger, I used to, I used to always think like, "Damn, you're doing the most. Like, you, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. You gotta stop, and you gotta like sit down and like, like chill out." But then I felt like here I could actually like, I could do that, and like I wouldn't get punished for it, or I wouldn't like, 
I wouldn't be like held back. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I like that. And I think that's what helped me a lot in my faith. Uh, on the topic of faith, uh, what are ways you've connected with others over your faith? And how do you share your faith with others? So I kind of have like a funny story to this. Um, so one of the my candidates, uh, Julian, he, for his service project for confirmation, he decided that he wanted to coach my CYO team with me. And I was like, okay, like, you know, being a coach is a lot of responsibility. And he was like, okay, like, that's fine. And this little service project he was doing, like, there was times where, like, he would be goofing off too much during practice, like, going to the other court and shoot around while we're trying to teach, like, a drill or teach a play. And I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, damn it, Julian, like, you're so annoying. Like, you're, like, one of the kids right now. <laughs> and uh, the crazy thing is, like, that little service project turned into something that he found a passion in and coaching and he's actually my assistant coach for both the middle school level and the high school level and it's definitely made our relationship um, grow on a different level and it's crazy now thinking back like he was maybe 15 at the time and he's now like 28 <laughs> and just to see that growth over the years and um, along with that for me just being able to see a lot of the players I've coached younger um, come through in the program. And it's funny because, you know, to them, I'm always like, oh, Coach Stace or Coach Stacy. But when they see me here at church, I'm Stace. And they see a side of like, oh, this is who Stacy is without the coaching persona and all that. And they mm -hmm. probably see me as being a little more goofy, laid back and stuff. and they just it's so funny because they're like what like stays can have fun or like especially like uh, on the retreat um like honestly like one time i, th I think it was like uh maybe like two winter retreats ago and um during the one of the skits when i came out in my costume <laughs> i swear one of my girls was like oh my gosh is that coach stacy and i was like that's how i knew it was one of my girls because they said coach stacy and then like i couldn't stop laughing after and after the whole skit, they came up to me and they're like, really, like, you really dress like this? I was like, this has always been my costume. Like, yeah. so it's, it's kind of cool to, to be able to connect in, on that type of level with them. You know, there, there used to be a, a Catholic mime group called Fools for Christ. And it, I, I know, I kind of laughed about <laughs> it too when I first heard it. But when I saw them perform, um, it, it the idea is is that it bring, brings out the realization that you have to be willing to be a fool for Christ. That sometimes you need to just let go. You know, as you, as you said, Osmar, um, that that you're going to be accepted for who you are, and not the portrayal of the image that sometimes we try to be for other people. Um, the first thing that came to my mind about this question and what are ways that you've connected with others of your faith um, has nothing to do with retreat, but something that all of you have in common and have shared is um, St. Anthony's dining room. That, you know, I, I knew of St. Anthony's and I've, I've 
gone there since college. Um, one of the things I found out last year that I never knew was that in the 1950s, in the 19, early 1960s, my grandfather used to serve there. I never knew that. And my cousin was the one that told me that he would go down and, and serve there. So um, it brought an instant connection between my grandfather who passed away in 1969 um, and all the way forward to today, you know, that the two of us have that, that common bond. Um, so I, I think not just then, but in, in seeing all the guests that come through St. Anthony's and seeing all the volunteers that, that help serve at St. Anthony's, I think that there's, there's not one faith that's not like, oh, this is the Catholic thing to do. But it's certainly um, Christ-like, certainly something that Christ would want us to do is to serve one another. So that, that would be the connection for me. Yeah, I think, like, Jim, since you brought up, like, St. Anthony's, um, I, like, I remember you always, like, always bring up the idea of, like, St. Anthony's. Like, I always wanted to go, and I would, I think I remember you through the like, I remember you asking, like, Brandon, are you going to go? And I said, yeah, 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 I'll make it. And then I remember I threw you an email, like, saying I wasn't able to make it. And I think ever since then, like, you know, everyone's always talking about, oh, like, you know, St. Anthony's, like, such a game changer. Like, it made me realize, like, how much more I should be serving my community. And I think for me to, like, lose that opportunity to, like, go to a place, like, I've seen so many people grow through, like, some people, like, want to actually go back and do, uh, like, serv uh, service hours and, like, like, just, you know, just be part of the community. Um, that kind of, like, made me realize, like, you know, maybe, like, giving back to your community is, like, a way you can, like, serve others, you know. And, like, ever since then, I remember um, I'm also part of a, like, a Navy program, like, called US USNSCC. And so we're able to do like service out. We have the opportunity to like do service hours for like retired vets. And because I lost that opportunity at um, at St. Anthony's, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna commit myself to this program to like be able to serve other people in my community. So like for every event, like we would wake up at like 7 a.m. in the morning, and then we wouldn't leave till like probably like 8 p.m. And this was all for just like you know service hours and just like being there for the community. And I think because I wasn't able to do that, I realized like you know this is probably my calling. This is my way to like give back. This is my my commitment back to my community. You know. And like on like a friendship level and like on a personal level, I feel like I also see my faith growing. It's like through like my my friends. It's like you know, despite like all these struggles, it's like despite my own personal hardships, it's like I want to be like God told me. It's like you should be the light for the other people in your life too, because that's how you're able to like you know continue to maintain your relationships. That's like how I always see God. It's like I always see Him through like my friends and my family and all of that. You know. I think for me, um, kind of going off both both of y'all. Uh, the light like kind of being the light for others and uh being a fool for god i think uh i was gonna say something completely different but like once he said that uh i really like i i, I kind of have like two answers i guess and then um but yeah being a fool for god and being the light kind of i i've always connected with people through like laughter mm -hmm. like i've always i've always tried to do that because I, I found out very early that like I, I could kind of I could kind of get in that way, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I I like where whereas someone like would shut me out if I try to like straight up just like talk to them about like anything. If I could get them to laugh first a little bit, then then we're cool. Then we're then we're good. Now we could now we could talk. Now we could have a little bit more. I could give you like a little bit of my experiences, and you now you could take from me, or now I could take from you. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. I could guarantee you that I've I've probably like seen y'all at a at a youth ministry meeting, and like thought like I'm gonna make them laugh today, cause I used to target out people like not to sound mean but like 
<laughs> not even not mean, but like you know what I mean. Not to sound like I'm targeting people, but like I was. <laughs> like I was, I was, I was seeing people, and I like oftentimes like the quietest person. Like Princess, you were probably like one of the quieter ones. Like you didn't want not want to talk to me. Kayla too. I remember telling Kayla, <laughs> I was like, Kayla, why why did you never say hi to me? Because now we're good friends. And so like I I feel like that's something I always try to do. Like like I'll try to get people to laugh first, yeah. and then then we could be friends. And I, I now we could share faith. Like and I think that's awesome. And I think that's how I connect with people. But I also want to say that like my first answer was. I think I find connections with, in faith all the time, like random places. And uh, like, like, like the other day, uh, I had um, I had gotten off work. And I think it was the praise and worship night actually, and I had gotten off early because I asked for that day early. And then um, I was sitting there. Oh no, no, no! It wasn't praise and worship. It was it was a uh, Friday. <laughs> My bad. It was Friday, and I had ordered calamari, and I, 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 and I was like, I was waiting there, and she was like, "Oh, calamari today, huh?" And I, my manager, and I was like, "Yeah, I can't eat meat because I'm, I'm Catholic," and then she was like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, me and Jacob are actually really involved with the church," and I was telling her about like what we do and like, like the program basically, and I was talking to her because I was just waiting, and I was like, "Well, she's just chilling there too," and I was like, "Well, I might as well just talk to her." And she was telling me a bunch. Like, it was crazy because I didn't think that, like, I would, did not take her to, like, as a person, like, to be really, like, sharing. And she she told she was telling me about how, like, she started off really religious. And now she's kind of in, like, a, a stage in her life where she kind of doesn't know, like, what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she was telling me, she was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where, where I am right now. But, like, I I did a fast. Or, like, I, I did, um like, I, I didn't eat meat this whole Lent. But like I, I really don't know. Like if you were to ask me if I was if I were Catholic or religious, I wouldn't know how to tell you. Mm. And I was like, oh wow, that that's crazy. But it's cool because like that that little like that little conversation just off of her thinking like like just seeing that I were to call Amari mm-hmm. sparked into so much more. Like I learned so much about her, and that that's just like connection that we shared off mm-hmm. of our faith and where she is right now and where I am right now. You know, but yeah. I think, yeah, that's just something I want to share. Um, on the topic of, like, random connections, um, I remember it was one of, like, the other projects my confirmation year. I think it was Fairyland. So my confirmation class had been in charge of, like, the garden in the back, mm-hmm. like, cutting it down and, like, fixing it and organizing it and stuff. And I remember, like, I stepped somewhere specific, and after that, like, I felt like something stung my like the back of my leg so then like i could like couldn't walk and stuff like that so cat my confirmation teacher had walked me to like the office where they iced my leg and they put like a bandage on it and everything and then she saw my shirt it was like the saint anne's Mm -hmm. orange shirt and then she goes is saint anne's like your church that you like volunteer for i was like yeah i'm part of like a youth program there she goes that's crazy like i i'm a youth teacher at my church and then, like, we just started having, like, this back and forth and how, like, she told me how, like, when she was little, she felt, like, like similar to all of us, like, she was being molded into, like, what a perfect, like, Catholic mm-hmm. should be. And then, like, she realized, like, after, like, joining her program, like, her faith and stuff is, like, much more than just in the church. And it was really cool because, like, we had, like, a 45-minute conversation of back and forth. And, it, and like my ne- my leg wasn't even hurting anymore. Yeah. It was like such a good <laughs> conversation that yeah. like it just kept going. But see, those are all God moments that Stacey and I talk mm-hmm. about. Those are the moments you don't expect that 
people pop up and I fully believe that God is present in each and every one of those. Yeah, I think like with, like on the topic, like we always like talk about like the ways we've connected with our faith, like, you know, from like a conversation with like another youth ministry leader to like all the, you know, people that you see like with Jim, like going through youth ministry and like seeing them grow. Um, how do we like being in the Christian community, like how do we keep our faith involved and like how does that affect our relationship with God? I, I always think of, of, I mean, it's not like I always think of Christian community in my brain. I'm, I don't walk <laughs> around that way every day. But I think, of, I think of different people and the gifts that they bring in my life. And, you know, it's something that we've mentioned on um, certain prayer services for retreat. But I, I always think of that as the fuel for my faith. That, um, you know, we, we don't we don't go through this life alone and the the giftedness of people being present in my life only allows me to see how God works through them differently than how he works through me so that you know each one of you around this table are unique and, and share God's gifts in a very unique in in your own way if we all shared the exact same way Life would be pretty boring. It, you know, we, we would be left wanting for a lot more. But I, I think if we are able to recognize the gifts that we have inside of us and then are willing to share them, then that's how, um, that's how the community, that's how people in my life affect my relationship with God by being able to share that joyfully um, and share that in times of struggle as well. Sorry, I had to look for my notes real quick. <laughs> but um, when Jim was bringing up, like, having people have, like, their own unique gifts and stuff like that, um, what something that was brought to my mind is, you know, just this image of people using those gifts and, like, being able to bring people together also. Like, a lot of the different community events that we've hosted – is a mix of that like for example um i'll talk recently about like the praise and worship night like seeing um members of our youth choir uh young adult choir be a part of something that brought the community together um in the past we've done like rock the night um battle of the ministries you know rock the night being a talent showcase put together by the youth and young adults of this faith community Battle of the Ministries was something that was started where, um, honestly, because I remember I didn't really like performing, and I was like, I'd rather play a charity basketball <laughs> game. And I, I talked to Jeffy about it, and it, it just became this idea of like, okay, let's, let's do this. And honestly, the first year we did it, Jim played, Father Joffrey played. Like, it was a great sense of like um, – a night of humor too. Failure. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not no. about me. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, if you talk to like any of the adults that were playing in that game, and ask how sore they were, like the next day, like I'm pretty sure a good like eighty to ninety percent of us we were like, yeah, and we could. Father, Father Joffrey, Joffrey couldn't, couldn't get up the, to the altar. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't get up on the altar. Um, the funny thing is, <laughs> and Jim like 
Jim blocked my shot. <laughs> but the thing was, everyone was laughing so hard about it, like both teams and like the stands. Like we actually kind of paused the game for everyone to just like take a breather. <laughs> and I, I just felt like, I was like, whoa, I just got blocked by Jim. But like all those things, like just seeing how people wanted to give back, like it was, it was really amazing. And I felt like those were things that gave examples for other people to, to come up with their own ways to mm-hmm. give back to the community using their own gifts and like just build the kingdom right so I don't know it's crazy because like even even now like this podcast was started because I think someone in their Emmaus application was like um, I think it would be cool if we had a podcast and then we all work together and it's happening and it's continuing and you know it's crazy to see like that the sky's the limit and if you have that idea like I'd say just start sharing that with people and you never know where where that's gonna go um, for me being involved in the Christian community has really affected my relationship with God in so many ways, um, mostly through like the relationships that I've made with people. I think that if I never really like made any of these friendships or if I was never like involved in youth, I don't think my faith would be where it's at right now. I think that I would just be at home, um, you know, being forced to pray the rosary every night and just like hating it or pretending that I have like homework to do or pretending that I'm sleeping. But, um, now that I've been involved, you know, I've figured out that there's other ways to pray. And mm-hmm. a lot of the major relationships in my life have actually been formed through the church. Um, a lot of my close friends and a lot of important people in my life, you know, like especially Jay, uh, my godfather. Um, he plays like a really big role in my life, too. Um, I see God in him, you know, he's someone who really like accepts me and loves me for who I am like no matter what and I'm really like glad to have like met him through this you know community yeah I think like building off what you're like saying like how like so much like the Christian community like helped you um I think like definitely like through like St. Anne's it's like I realized like I want to keep God in my life I remember graduating eighth grade I was just like you know what it's like my freshman year there's no point in like me like keeping my faith like I don't have to go to Wednesday mass anymore like I can just go home chill like not have to worry about going to church but um I think Abenico he was like talking to us about banana night and I think that was my first experience like walking into St. Anne's like realizing this is actually like a good community it's like a place like I can see myself being at like seeing seeing myself just like let go is like what Osmar said you know just be yourself you know and I was able to meet Jim and like he was like a very big relation, a uh, big very big influence on like my relationship with God. Um, just like seeing him like be able to like you know bring all these like youth you know like all into one place and just be able to like talk about our faith, like realize you know it's okay to like be like open with your faith. It's okay to like say I'm I'm a Christian, I'm a Catholic, and be proud of it. And I think that's what like really opened my eyes, and like that's like how I was able to incorporate my faith in my life. Um, and like what Stacy says, like that's how we created this podcast. In the sense for me, it's like that's why I keep coming back to church. You know, that's why I'm, I want to be in lecturing, why I want to be Eucharistic ministry. Like, if I wasn't so close to my faith, I probably wouldn't be at this podcast. I probably wouldn't be talking. But it's, like, because the community is, like, supporting me so much, it's, like, shaped pretty much my whole entire life. Like, that's why I want to continue to, like, be here. It's why, like, I want to, like, be part of that community. And I'm <laughs> I keep bringing up Jim, but before the podcast, Jim was talking about how, um, since I work at Texas Roadhouse, he was, like, saying how one of the servers um, there, like, went to St. Anne's. 
and I was just like, wow, like, you know, I always work with her, like, she's such, like, a chill person to, like, be around, and, like, and then he said, oh, she went to, she went to St. Anne's, and, like, I realized, okay, maybe that's what she got her mentality from, it was because of, like, St. Anne's, that's probably what built her faith, you know, mm. so. Um, building off of what Brandon said, I think that if I didn't get introduced to St. Anne's my seventh grade year, I'd probably still be, like, that quiet, like, girl in, like, the corner, like, I won't talk to you unless you talk to me kind of person, um, Thanks to Jericho, I guess, but um, <laughs> um, he's the one who like really introduced us to like the staff at St. Anne's because my seventh and eighth grade retreat were staffed by like Emmaus like leaders. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's where like I found like a second family in a way um, because like they welcomed me with like open arms and stuff. And I still remember like Stacy coming in during like um, and like seventh grade. And then we did like an activity outside and it's like. It was like the first time I'd met her, like her and Sammy, and um, Shoot, I can't even remember and Cherise. <laughs> like they all hid like in a closet, and then like they they all hid, and then we just came back into the classroom, and they just come yelling out of this closet, and like I didn't know these people, but I started yelling because of like <laughs> excitement. I was like, oh my god, yeah! Like uh, it was just like an instant connection for me, and I'm like really glad like I went to like confirmation and youth ministry here because like now like i can do this like all this other fun stuff and like i've like learned that like faith is like through other people and prayer Mm -hmm. isn't just praying like one-on-one you can pray like differently and Mm -hmm. that's what i've learned i think uh for me being involved in the christian community or the catholic community whatever you know (laughs) um um nah it's Don't come for me, please. <laughs> no, um, but it's been amazing. I think it's built up my faith from the ground up almost. And uh, I think more than that, or not more than that, because I, I think faith is pretty, it's side by side with life, you know? Like, you, faith, your faith journey is your life journey, you know? You're going through it side by side. But I think it's done a lot for my life, you know, the the things I've experienced, the people I've met, the it's just insane. The things I've realized, the I I think being a part of this community is something that has changed my life so drastically. And I think like my life would be like a complete like three sixty, I think, if I didn't if I didn't end up coming here. And I'm really grateful for everyone that's been a part of my FA journey, you know. And everyone holds, like, a little piece of my heart, you know. And I think that I owe a lot to this program. And, yeah, my life's changed forever. I don't think it'll ever – I'll always hold those memories with me. You know, I'll never lose them unless I, like – I mean, you know. (laughs) I have my memory wipe. I have my memory wipe, like, some men in black or, you know. But, yeah, I I always have those memories with me. I always have great – laughs and awesome talks you know and yeah i think i think i'm forever changed because being a part of the community i think it's crazy that um so this is like part four of the the series that we've had on relationships and like everything i've had the blessing to be a part of all the recordings in a sense of like listening to what was said and stuff like that and seeing how it's built and progressed to this moment it's it's a trip to me because i think when we think about retreat you know we start off the retreat 
learning about ourselves and then it progresses to our relationships with others especially with fam with friends and then family and then our relationship with God and the Christian community and in the conversations we've had over these episodes it's I've just been blown away about how much each of those relationships make an impact to like this moment where our relationship with God in our community has been like like I know for me it's it's what makes it strong and those relationships with my friends especially through church um, and how much we're able to share that and everything I've learned from my family the traditions of what my faith is and even though like maybe at a young age I didn't really understand that but to have that be the foundation and to allow it to for me to grow as I got into youth ministry and confirmation and Emmaus, like it's been amazing to see how much my faith has grown in myself, but then even to see it in the people you meet at church and in and having that blessing as Emmaus leaders. Um, that was just something I wanted to touch base on as we as we start to wrap up in this episode too. Yeah, well, and I think looking at it, it, it isn't done by mistake in the order that we've done this series and also this how it's done on retreat you know that we look at self friends family and then god uh, because we couldn't jump into a friday night on a retreat or even jumped into the first of these series and started talking about god and, and ourselves in the christian community i mean we could have but i think it's kind of full circle that we realize when we're talking about christian community that family, well, self, family, and friends are all a part of that. So that that just builds upon the idea of the Christian community, is that they're, it's all contained and we're a part of that. Um, you know, it, it was a, a while ago, but I remember somebody asked me, you know, really, what are you guys doing here? You know, as far as what's the idea? And it was somebody I knew pretty well, so I, I didn't have to give them a super official answer so I, I did say though that um, you know my real hope and goal is that when when you look back at these years and maybe it's in 30 or 40 years that you look back and realize that church was home you know and that you felt welcome and you felt invited and you felt called um, because there's many times that life is going to leave us wanting five minutes more and if we take if we don't take advantage of those opportunities of being called and then answering that call we miss out you know so um i, I think the idea to be able to look at relationships both present and past but then say okay these are what was now what can i do as far as Stacy mentioned it earlier about building up the kingdom. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like to wrap up, like I think, you know, especially like with this podcast, you know, if you look back to like all our discussions, we always talked about like our faith and like our relationship with the community and our and with God. And I think like just to see all of this, it's like what Jim said. It's like you really don't like understand the Christian community until you like get into like until you're like actually involved, until you like dive deep into your faith, until you like actually like let yourself go, be like part of like all the experiences, just like understand you know like god will guide you through everything like god has a plan for you and i think for me it's like you know just listen to all these discussions the podcast for me personally it's like it opened my eyes up to like realize you know 
church is okay. Like church, like Jim said, like church is your home. So yeah. And to close out our uh, our podcast, um, we'll end off with prayer. So let us sign ourselves in our faith. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Dear God, thank you for allowing us to have this chance to share and discuss our faith and its impact on our community. As we close out, help us to reflect on our previous discussion and continue to carry out your word in our lives. Looking forward to when we can gather again, give us hope and joy to be in your presence as one community. May we continue to build our relationships and especially strengthen our relationship with you, Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our episode. This concludes our retreat theme series talking about relationship with ourselves, friends, family, God, and the Christian community. New episodes are available on Fridays at 2 p.m. on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, We hope you have a safe and blessed week. Take care. Bye.